Welcome everybody to the last segment of God's teachings where I teach you guys about Pathfinder and just get you enough basics so that you guys can follow along a bit easier at home. Again, I'm joined here with my good friend and fan of the pod, Kyle. Say hi, Kyle. Hey, I'm the moron who's learning things. So I have a podcast of my own. It's called I Know You, and every week I invite a guest with an interesting expertise and I learn all about their life and experiences. There's a lot of bullshit. Uh, it's a comedy podcast, so the goal is to be funny, but as I say, at the same time, I learn a lot, which is great. So if you want to listen to me being an idiot for over an hour and a half every week, please check out I Know You on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more information, you can visit my Twitter and Instagram on at IKYpodcast or my website, IKYpodcast.com, where all of my episodes are available for free. Um, I am the, the, the person who is going through college who is also learning things here. I mean, I was going to go with drunk, but that also works. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, drunk, high, uh, I don't know what I've done today. <laughs> been a, just a normal quarantine day in the in the netherlands so you should know this the typical student diet is pasta and vodka right <laughs> yeah i've had pasta and i've had i haven't had i haven't had vodka today i'm more of a whiskey guy mm. whiskey kind of person i'm more of a rum type some of the episodes do show it as well <laughs> yeah you know the Rum cola every now and again. Some good shit. Oh, I don't even do cola. I just do straight rum. Straight rum? What are you, a yeah. fucking pirate? Yeah, pretty much. I'll drink p- pure uh, whiskey, but the rum, mm, nah. I prefer it with, uh. with a mixer. You know, yesterday I was guesting on this podcast, <laughs> and I, I didn't want to seem like an alcoholic, so <laughs> I drink... Whiskey from my mug. <laughs> I just presented it with something else. <laughs> so yeah, I I um I totally have my life together. Um, and other than that, I do not need to see a professional. <laughs> In due time, I'm sure you will. In due time. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's not talk psychology here. Um, well thank you for having me again. Uh, this is the third part we are doing already. Time flies, man, when you're having fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I can already tell that I'm 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 starting to see myself as a true Pathfinder expert. I'm learning everything there is to know. Um. So yeah, it's, oh, yeah. this is going great, and I can't wait what today's episode uh, will bring us. So. By the end of the next twenty to thirty minutes segment, you're going to be in contact with all of the creators of. Pathfinder, and you will be helping create Pathfinder 2E, I am sure. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I've already texted them. Like, I've all, I've already hit them up. Uh, if you need something, ah, ah. just let me know. I know all this shit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe more fans. <laughs> yeah, more, more fans. That would be nice. Uh, uh, people who just listen in general. Uh, that's all I can wish for right now. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. So we'll just yeah. have to. Go with what we got. All right. So banter's over. 
let's get to the meat of today's discussion. Last time, we started talking about combat, which is, for some, the only reason they play Pathfinder, for most, a part of why they play Pathfinder. And now we're going to talk a bit more deeply into some more um, complex mechanics of combat, which is why I didn't want to do it at the end of last week's episode. Um, well, two weeks ago. Anyways, that. So, uh, what's the reason you we... play Pathfinder? Honestly, spending time with my friends, doing the podcast, and just enjoying life. Ah, so cute! You were such a and cutie, you... Sam. Oh, thank you so much. And because I'm a nerd, there's also that. <laughs> so we spoke about the available actions, and there are things that influence combat, like feats. One of the feats that we hear about very early on in the pod is when Astrid takes Power Attack. Power Attack is a feat that, when you meet a certain requirement, gives you a negative to your attack roll, but gives you a positive to your damage roll through sacrificing accuracy or power. So when you hit, you hit fucking hard. There, uh, You can choose a feat gen in general at levels 1, 3, 5, 7, and every odd number up until 19. Some classes will allow you more feats, like the fighter class that allows you to get essentially one feat per level, but generally it's one feat every odd level. Feats can be anywhere from combat to magic oriented to simply flavor, like uh, just role-playing wise and just interaction with the world. They make up the bulk of your character in interaction with your class. Then you have conditions. Um, I think in the podcast at some point, yeah, early on we talked about the entangled condition, which reduces the move speed of your character by half and imposes difficult terrain, which further reduces the move speed. There are, there's a huge list of conditions in Pathfinder that will affect so many different variables. It's just another thing to take into consideration. If you look in the sheet I sent you, you have right near where you have the offense section. Uh, if you look just below that and to the right, you have a little two by two square thing, well, rectangular thing with like uh, Iron Skin, Divine Power, Power Attack, War, Sacred Armor, and all that. Yeah, 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 I got it. You see those, there are four red squares at the bottom. One of them yeah. has Fatigue. Fatigue, Blinded, Dazzled, and Negative something. Can't read it. If, for example, I click on Fatigue, and I go up to my Ability Scores, so as you can see, the Fatigued condition imposes a penalty of 2, on my strength score and a penalty of two on my dexterity score so those will right. modify everything in relation to that being fatigued increases your strength nope it imposes a penalty oh the modifier yeah but now now it says yeah. strength six dexterity minus one yep and now i will toggle fatigued off and look at what happens uh, it was all the modifier was already at seven, and then the fatigued modifier has dropped it down to six. Okay, yeah, now I understand. Yep, okay, 
Yeah. So that's why this sheet is so fun because it handles all the math. And my character right. here is a strength-based character. So when I apply fatigue, it reduces my chances to hit and it reduces the damage I apply. Right. There are multiple conditions that some will affect ability scores like this. Some will affect actions like the nauseated condition uh, essentially removes your standard action every round. You have the blinded condition, which has other effects, and there's a whole lot of conditions that will have negative effects that we generally try to um, discuss on the show as we're applying them, because it gets very, very complicated. So that's pretty much it for conditions. Um, there are these negative conditions. There are also positive conditions like haste, which um, gives a bonus to your reflex save of plus one, uh, a bonus to your armor class of plus one, and gives you an additional attack whenever you use a full round action to attack. And there's also something like rage that might come into play later on, where a character gets a boost to their stats. Like right now, if you look at um, the, the, the tab where I have all the quick toggles, you see I have the iron skin top left of that little uh, square thing, right? Yeah. And look, look over top of it, uh, you're going to see the defenses section with my armor class of 26. Offenses, defenses, yeah. Uh, yeah, got it, yeah. Now when I toggle iron skin, it's going to give me a uh... bonus of plus seven to my armor class. Right. How would you activate this modifier in game? Is there an example of that? Well, I was talking about actions. This guy has, he uses a lot of different actions. He's a complex class called a war priest. He uses a swift action every round to cast a spell on himself, self buffing essentially. And I can use that swift action to cast iron skin on myself and then I gain this condition. Right. And usually this condition can last, this one lasts minutes per level, and one round is six seconds. So it's one minute per level, so it lasts a total of 13 minutes, given that this is a 13th level character. But some conditions will only last uh, rounds per level. So it would be 13 rounds. And one round is when everybody has had a chance to play, that is a full round. So the condition segment makes sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Awesome. Another thing I wanted to say, we talked about feats just a bit earlier, and some feats will have active effects, like power attack that I mentioned imposes a negative to hit, but a positive to damage. You can toggle it on or off depending on what result you want to do. Right. Like, if I know I'm going to hit this monster easily, I might as well put power attack on so that I do more damage. But if I have a hard time hitting this creature, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it off so I have more chances to hit and actually deal any damage. Right, so it, it really depends on what kind of thing you're doing. If you're fighting like a very agile, small being that's very hard to hit, but it's not very strong, you, you toggle it off. And, and if it's something very slow, that you need to hit hard, you toggle it on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much the gist yeah, right. of it. Right, right. And that's one example out of 
Yeah, you, you know, things, it's, it's not, it's not all that complicated, is it? It's mostly just, there is so much going on that you need to know. Um, but, but the, the individual parts aren't that hard to understand, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, Pathfinder is a very reactionary game. You're going to react to the situation that's put in front of you. Um, like, uh, for example, um, one action that you can take is called Total Defense, which grants you a plus four bonus to your armor class, makes you harder to hit. And let's say you charge into eight goblins, you might want to add in Total Defense so that you're harder to hit and might have a chance of survival. But if you're charging into a single goblin, you might want to flick on power attack because you might be able to kill that goblin in one fell swoop. Right, yeah, interesting. So it's a bit of strategy that you need to incorporate. Oh, a lot of strategy. Yeah, no, I was talking about this specific this specific part. At later levels, like the one of this character that you can see, um, one turn takes approximately 20 minutes because it is mm. so complex, so much stuff going on. It is crazy. There's also passive effects to, to some feats, like the feat Dodge just adds a plus one type of bonus to your armor class. So I flick that on once and it stays forever and it's just a plus one bonus to my armor class. So some of them have active effects, some of them have passive effects. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. That's pretty much it, honestly, for combat. Modifiers depend huh. on what weapon you're using, on whether you're doing a melee attack or a ranged attack. But yeah, that's the gist of what combat is. So I'm ready to kill that goblin. Yeah, I mean, feel free to move your character up. All right, all right. I Get this little lady in proximity to this gobbo. I mean, I'm not sure I want to do that. I'm just a little girl. Can't I just throw something at it? Like, I, I prefer to stay out of his range and just, just chuck this, this vial at him. Can I do that? All right. Is that... Well, yeah, go ahead. You can chuck, um, you see it, you see a vial of poison on the, on the desk behind you. You can grab it and you can chuck it yeah. at the goblin. And you, you can see the uh, attack modifier on the sheet. Yeah. The formula I gave you earlier, write that, but instead of plus four, write plus 21. Okay. And why do I, why do I get the 21 instead of the 18 or the 13? Because um, when you attack multiple times in a turn, your iterative attacks, so the next attacks that you use, are less accurate than your first attack. This is all happening in a six second span of time, so you have to imagine that at some point you lose accuracy in favor of um, more attacks and more chances to deal damage. Right, okay. So, um, yeah, I rolled the, I rolled the die. And you rolled a total of 29. Goblins usually have an armor class of 14. So you have hit. You may roll the damage that you see right next to the attack, which is 2d4 plus 25. So the formula that you're going to want to write is slash r space 2d4 plus 25. Um, and why is it plus 25 again? I know look, you literally just told me, but... Just a quick repetition. In this particular one, it's because uh, my character has a strength modifier of plus seven. So you add plus seven right off the bat. Uh, 
my power attack is also quite powerful. So it adds another plus nine to that. And then I have other effects that are toggled, other conditions that influence this character so that he gains a plus a total of plus 25 damage. It's just because he swings so goddamn hard. Right, right, okay. So you have rolled a total of 30 damage against this goblin who usually has a life of like 8 or 10. Oh, that's overkill. Oh, yeah. Early on in the podcast, I mentioned to Remy that he kills a creature below con. When a creature goes into negative hit points, uh, so this guy had 12 HP, you rolled 30, so he is at negative 18. Yeah. When you go at negative hit points, you are unconscious and dying. So you need to roll to stabilize. However, you can only do that so long as your HP total is over your negative constitution score. So you see this character has a 20 constitution. So he can go down to minus 20 before he permanently dies. Oh, okay. So right now he's just unconscious and he still has two... What are they? Health points left? How does that work? Well, let's go with this goblin. You rolled 30 right. points of damage. Usually they have 12 life and something like 12 constitution. So that gives them 14 life plus 12 con, a total of... 26 effective life before they permanently die. Oh, so so he did die. Yeah, yeah, he died completely. I mean, the flask that you popped on him melted his face off and there is just a shiny skull, misshapen skull left. Right. That's... Yeah, that was He a is fucking one. dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's say you would have rolled less damage and he'd be at, like, minus five hit points. I would describe it differently, and the character would be on the ground, unconscious, and dying, needing to roll a 20-sided die every turn to stabilize. You have to roll 10 plus the amount you're under. So let's say you're at negative 5, you have to roll a 15 constitution save to stop losing hit points. Right, and, and Otherwise, so... Otherwise, you lose one hit point per turn. So imagine that... I did not kill him, but I did knock him out. And so he's stabilizing. Can I yeah. use the, the the time that he is stabilizing? Can I use that to finish him off? Or how does that work? Oh, you absolutely can. He has to roll once per round to stabilize. Whether he stabilizes or not, he's still unconscious. So you can use the next round to chuck another vial at his face and melt everything that's left. Right, yeah, I mean, I mean, if he's unconscious on the ground, I, I'd find something to, to stab his face with, like a, like a scene in The Walking Dead, but, um, yeah. So, so, that's the case then. I can't, I can't finish him off if he's unconscious. That's, it's not, I don't have to wait for him to wake back up again. That wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, the, you can just go in there and smash his face in. And right. usually, as a DM, we take for granted that our players do that when they do a combat. So I'm not going to calculate, okay, he's at negative 5 hit points, his constitution is a score of 20, what happens in the next 15 rounds, does he stabilize or not? No. I hand wave it, like, okay, you've got him below zero, he's dead, let's move on, just right. for the sake of time. Right, right, yeah, that makes sense, okay. And honestly, that's the basics of combat. 
there's not okay. much more to combat than this. Uh, at least for melee, there's a lot of spells. And yeah, the one little tidbit that I'm going to say on spells is I spoke about saves earlier. There's three types of saves. Fortitude saves, reflex saves, and will saves. Fortitude is influenced by constitution. Reflex is influenced by dexterity. And will is influenced by wisdom. Plus other modifiers, of course. And usually when you cast a spell, I'm going to have to roll uh, a save. So let's say uh, Devlak casts a firebolt on somebody and he tells me roll a DC 10 reflex save. If my reflex save is plus 7, I roll a natural 13 for a total of 20. I have surpassed his reflex save and will get a mitigated effect of his spell. However, if I, would, if I would have rolled a 9, then I get the full blast of his spell. So spellcasters are more powerful, but there are more chances for the victim of the spell to save against some of the effects. Right. Okay, I understand. Yeah, it's quite clear, actually. It Again, it's a lot to take in. I mean, I'm, I, I, I understand it better than I first expected I would. It's... Um... <laughs> I've outdone myself, really. <laughs> the last point I want us to cover is uh, roleplay and improvised mechanics. Roleplay is just the fact that we create these characters with a personality in mind, with goals in mind, motivations in mind, and we create the character that we want to play. So roleplay is, more often than not, very, very much so improvised. Let's go with an example that I hold dear to my heart is when Suzette drank in the cemetery. Um, I had Sheriff Hemlock come on with, uh, come over with the PCs to the cemetery and be like, Suzette, you are drinking in the cemetery and it's extremely disrespectful. <laughs> and I fucking love that segment so much. Um, and that's all improv. Dan did not text me beforehand saying, okay, Suzette's gonna bring her glass of beer in the cemetery, react to that. No, it's just... Right, right. Dan, Dan said, I'm bring, I'm going in the cemetery with, with my beer and I'm laying it on a tombstone. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of improv, go listen to I Know You. We did an episode on improv. Go listen to that. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Shameless self-promo, you goddamn dick. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's honestly the gist of what I wanted to cover on God's teachings. Did you have any other questions for me, Kyle? What's your favorite color? Rainbow. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just love the look of, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so much more that I'd love to learn, but you know, I guess if people want more, they will really have to try the best to share this mini series with their friends and make this very popular if they want more of this. Um, and and so, so to all of your listeners, please do. I would love to learn so much more, but but you know, we we can only afford these kinds of things if people actually engage with us um so please uh, show sam all of the support that you you can spare really and we can continue to do more things like this i've had a fantastic time 
recording this uh, for the past couple of weeks with Sam. Yeah, Sam, thank you so much for having me. You're a great friend. You know I love recording with you. Uh, there will for sure be more in the future that we uh, undertake together. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. And even for myself, it was an absolute blast. And uh, to all of you listening, please go check out Kyle's stuff at I Know You Podcast. It is an absolute insane time. We recorded an hour and a half um, detail plunging into tabletop RPGs and a bit more general information. But it was an absolute amazing time and uh, us drunkenly talking about <laughs> shit and whatever else. <laughs> so go check him out. He's on any uh, of the major podcasting platforms, Twitter, Instagram also, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So please go do check him out. Thank you so much for being on here, Kyle. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to the next time. Thank you for having me, mate. It was a great time. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>